Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxy. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing on myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They're released bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to piece myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to discuss a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, if you listen to it, and I know you do because you're hearing my voice right now, you know we talk as much about what made playing that game special, memorable, and fun for our guests as we will about the context of how they got into it for this meaningful time, whether it was the first, second, or who knows how many times they've gotten into it. Um, a little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you're on social media, uh, you should check us out. We're on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod and on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. There's just one Y there, so B Y O U R. There you can see the fun stuff that we are that has that we have going on for the show and the episodes that release every Wednesday. Uh, you can see the cool show art I make, learn about our guest, how to potentially support them if they have anything they want us to support them on, a whole bunch of stuff. So be sure to follow us uh, there. Uh, You can also support the show in a few ways. You can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And once again, if it's uh, polite and not mean-spirited, I'll read it on the show. Uh, Again, just tempting fate every episode saying that. Thankfully, no mean reviews yet. Um, You can share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the one that we are discussing for the main event today. And then lastly, you can support us by checking us out on Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. You've maybe already even heard an ad for it 
on this episode so far, but that's where we have a ton of bonus video game content for you. Uh, not just from Call Me By Your Game, which you're listening to today, but also Video Games, a comedy show, Inside Video Games Classic with July, The Bonk Boys, and even The Reactivators. Uh, if you like me and you like hearing from me about video game stuff, all that jazz, I think you'll like what you find there. So check us out. Uh, that'll do it for the housekeeping and i'll finally introduce uh our, our wonderful guest for today so please welcome uh the the esteemed filmmaker from bikini bottom sarah martinez welcome to the show thank you thanks for having me <laughs> uh you're so welcome i i after uh you know saying that i do sort of wonder like what would it be like to be a filmmaker in bikini bottom i, I don't remember any like film characters from the show but i'm sure there were like news crews occasionally uh of course referring to spongebob <laughs> um did you watch the show enough to even know if there was anything like that because i can't remember oh yeah definitely i've seen pretty basically every episode probably <laughs> i don't know whether to be embarrassed by that or not but um no that's the point of pride Let's <laughs> it. there's definitely like news crews but i think that's about where it ends in terms of phil okay phil well hey note uh spongebob writing staff maybe have a funny <laughs> like director character at one point who goes off the deep end just a thought off the deep end hey there wow because you, you know what <laughs> i think uh i think that they're all listening to this episode and immediately gonna <laughs> incorporate that because of that <laughs> bad jo uh accidental joke i made um <laughs> well it's so I'm so excited to have you on the show. I think um, not our first meeting, um, but our uh, maybe one of the second or third times we ever got to hang out. It it came out that you enjoyed video games. And as I am one to do with people that I meet or get to know or just generally enjoy having around because you're a great hang. I was like, OK, great. I'm going to have you on my show at some point. Um, wasn't quite that creepy. <laughs> but uh it came up and uh we got to chatting so that's how that's how you got here uh you know you you unfortunately i know you through a great enemy of mine and <laughs> and many people's edgar montplacier um and as much as i say that on the show there's several people that i feel like i've been connected through or to through him and at this point everyone knows it's just a ruse but um i'll stop monologuing that's how we know each other but uh, who are you? What do you want to share about yourself? Is there anything you've been up to that uh, you want the listener to know about? Aside from that we've hung out as friends a few times and that you like video games. Um, well, primarily I, I do work in film and I'm in the, you know, the 600, the Cinematographers Guild. But hey, I, there we go. I like to... Uh, be more on the creative side of things. I went to school for film and I've got to, I got the opportunity to make a lot of my own content and projects um, that way. So I have a lot of stuff on my YouTube channel, but on my YouTube channel, I also have um, like old streams uploaded okay. to it because I also stream on Twitch. Um, and I consider myself a variety streamer, even though Killer. for me, that kind of means uh, going through phases of only playing one game and then moving <laughs> on to the next game. <laughs> yes. Just like whatever you're playing, that's what you're going to be streaming. Yeah, basically. Um, I, I do remember a conversation we were having about this because as the listener knows, and I talked to you a little bit about 
as well, I've dabbled in streaming and it's, I can relate to that a lot <laughs> where I am not like, oh, the streamer who does this, or I play Sonic games. I, it's been a lot at my convenience. Um, it's been a lot at like, oh, we're doing a Zelda series this year, last year, for example. So I'm streaming a lot of Zelda or I'm playing Metroid. So that's what we're streaming, <laughs> so, but no, nothing, uh, for like a specific brand so i related to that very much um well i've got a few questions for you my friend you've, you've given <laughs> us some nuggets already um do you want to say do you want to say your twitch channel is there a place people can follow you or you're like no i'd rather keep that private today um so my twitch channel is grizzly sarah like uh g-r-i-z-z-l-y-s-a-r but you can also find it just on my regular instagram which is barely sarah bear spelled like a grizzly bear so everything i do in relation to myself is real has some bear correlation because i'm original baby <laughs> how did that because that is that's it really is tickles me it's very funny was there like a was this something that you had as like a username like or a screen name growing up that sort you just were like oh no this is just what i use for everything now or is there not a big story around it? I'm just curious. <laughs> That's a, a great question. It's honestly not that much of a story, but I, you know, my family called me Sarah Bear growing up. Okay. And so my Instagram handle for a million years was Sarah the Bear. But um, gotcha. I had a really weird incident with someone stalking me. So I had to oh, no. change my Instagram handle. And so it forced me to come up with other creative bear yes. names and <laughs> that was around the time that I made uh like a handle on PlayStation and started playing okay. online and so I just kind of started coming up with all these various bear nicknames for myself <laughs> I love it you've got a lot of like escape routes in case one turns <laughs> sour like that last yeah. one when some creep stalks you yeah. uh, you have you have avenues to go down Exactly. Uh, really making a uh, lemonade out of, or lemonade out of lemons. Is that, is that, yeah, what it is? yeah that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm great at metaphors. Uh, that's, that is, that is, that is great. And I don't care. I mean, you were, I feel like casting a little judgment about it, calling your jokingly calling yourself original. I think it's hilarious. And, and I hadn't heard it before. Well, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it's, it's true, but okay, great. So, uh, and anything you plug, by the way, I can put in the show notes so people can just like click a link to respectfully and politely follow and not cause you to, you know, choose one of those new usernames. Um, but I also want to sort of bug you a little bit about, cause we haven't really talked about this as much as like, it's one of the like four things I know about you is that <laughs> you're a filmmaker. Uh, where did you go to film school is my first question. I went to a small private college that just happened to have a film program so it wasn't really it's sort of all random happenstance but it's called Pacific Union College and that's how I actually know our mutual enemy Edgar. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes of course. Yeah so we went I we went to the same film school and that's how we met but it it basically is just a small private religious school. Hey. Which I'm not religious so that was interesting but um but that's where I studied film that's right you know what I'm sorry for even asking that because I think as you started to say it I was like oh wait yes of course this is how that connection was made it's yeah. funny because we have a few things in common there where I also 
I went to film school at a uh, Christian school, and it also had Pacific in the name. And I'm also not religious anymore. Wow. Uh, I went to Azusa Pacific, which you've probably seen billboards for yeah, around Los definitely. Angeles. Definitely. It's it's really embarrassing. Uh, you know where I live, but there used to be one just on like this next street over where there's they're often like changing it between like different show advertisements. I think there's like a winning time uh, mm-hmm. ad there right now um, with, I think, Jason Siegel just like lounging. Anyway, it's not important, <laughs> but for a couple months, there was an like an APU billboard and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just staring at me. Uh, and, oh, and the other question I wanted to to ask you was uh, you were saying you got to make a lot of your own uh content so is that as like a writer and a director and is that I mean sounds like from what you said that's something you are like have a passion and continuing as well um I wish I was a writer I wish <laughs> <laughs> I am mostly DP or do cinematography work yes um, and got to direct a lot of my own projects okay. and it was kind of like the way I would go about it when I was in school is my friends and I would hang out and someone would have an idea or I'd have an idea and I'd be like somebody else figure it out and I'll show up (laughs) with the camera yeah (laughs) so that's kind of the main way I I made projects and like came up with ideas I've in terms of like creating them okay cool hey you know it's uh it's different for everybody how they get there I feel like you know sounds like you are an ideas premise person and then uh, maybe letting someone take off with that is a strength, uh, but they're also a skilled camera person. So there we go. Yeah, I feel like having a really strong, um, I have a strong visual style, yeah. taste. I don't really know the right word for that, but yeah, I just have like a, I think of an idea and I know what I want it to look like. And then yeah. every all the details are kind of lost on me, but <laughs> <laughs> but I know like point A and point like, you know, C or D. Yes. But hey, that's where collaboration comes in, my friend. And isn't that the whole art of filmmaking? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very cool. Well, hey, thank you for sharing um, a little more about yourself and especially like your creative uh, endeavors, because I know we've sort of like brushed across it before, but it's it helps paint a better picture of you, which is really fun for me. Um, As far as yourself, was there anything else you felt like sharing about yourself or had we like covered what you wanted and you'd like to move on to talk about some video games? I, I think that's, that's pretty much everything. Okay. Wow. We co- we covered it folks. Um, <laughs> me as well, a person. <laughs> we're going to get into your just general history with games as I always do with my guests, but before we do, would you please do the honor and introduce the game we're going to discuss uh, later for the main event today? Um, so today I'm going to be talking about the SpongeBob SquarePants the movie video game, specifically <laughs> for PlayStation 2, released in 2007. Or no, 2004, not 2007. I was seven years old. That's why I keep thinking it's 2007. It's 2004. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. cool. I was like, oh no, I've researched a different game. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you okay. did the right thing. Okay, very cool. Also, also now we know what year you were born in. Um, so yeah. we're just learning more with each sentence. Okay, I'm I'm really excited. I will also say this is exciting because this is not the first SpongeBob game we've discussed on the show. SpongeBob is about to make his second appearance as a main event. So and you're a fan of the show so this is a big deal um well let's get into it though your history with video games in general i would like to know 
Do you remember at any point in your life taking uh, your like a first interest in games or or were they just around growing up? I'd love to hear if you if you remember. So everyone in my family was very into video games, my mom especially. So she oh, wow. she had a PlayStation one. Um, OK, cool. All growing up. And then I have an older brother who's like 20 years older than me, and he would come over and bring various games with him that my mom would never dare to keep around the house like you know <laughs> call of duty like what some of the original call of duties and yeah. like car racing games and stuff like that and i'd get to play with him and that's some of my earliest memories of playing video games oh, i mean cool. i was probably like three or four years old like playing those games wow. um, so they were just kind of always around in that respect like my sisters uh were very into them and my mom as well that's really cool. Oh my gosh. Uh, and it sounds like PS1 and maybe PS2 is sort of like the, some of the first stuff you were playing on. Okay. Um, that's, that's so exciting. Did you, do you remember the first console that sort of felt like if, if there was one uh, that felt like yours, did you ever have a Game Boy um, in any line of those? I'd love to know when you were like maybe taking a personal interest in them, if, if you can remember that. Um, probably when I, I got a uh, PlayStation 2, actually. Um, basically, for my seventh birthday, my older sister, who's also much older than me, she's about 15 years older than me. We um, get it. You're the youngest person who ever lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I pride myself on <laughs> Found it. Found youth over here. <laughs> I have um, Benjamin Button's disease. Oh, I wow. Think. Yeah. So, so you're well. really old. Like, I don't want to give it away for the listener, but you look old, but you're getting younger as we, as we go by. Exactly. I'm only ever getting younger. Hey, congrats. Um, thank you. Um, so I, she gave that to me for my seventh birthday with the SpongeBob SquarePants game. Um, and that wow. was kind of the first thing where I got to play it as much as I wanted. And my mom wasn't telling me when I could and couldn't play it. And my mom wasn't telling me not to throw the controller, you know. <laughs> as uh, as many of us go through. Okay, that is that's a really special memory. I bet we'll even touch on some of that as well a little later. Uh, just me hoping that we will. Um, outside of SpongeBob, what are are there some uh, formative games for you after that? Again, I, I'm not. I know we've talked about games a lot, but I don't know if it's something you consistently did growing up and then went away from or if that was kind of it until now so are there any others that stick out to you from that uh maybe that era or after um I played my mom really only had three or four games for her PlayStation one okay. and I only had the SpongeBob SquarePants game so the main games I would play was um I had like a, a rocket power video game oh yeah uh, real skateboarding <laughs> um and I had uh Tarzan and I played Tarzan Ooh. a lot that was a a main one that sticks out in my mind for sure um and those were honestly it for a very long time I mean I was um I think it wasn't until I was nine when I got uh, my first Game Boy and okay. then more, more games started being introduced into kind of you know piquing my interest because I could lay in bed and play them as late as I wanted <laughs> yes the PlayStation where I couldn't be in the living room until 2 a.m or whatever yeah the tv screen like you know either emitting noises or a bunch of light isn't exactly conducive for like a child to try to sneak <laughs> game time exactly. um 
Well, speaking of this Game Boy, uh, was it a, you know, just knowing your age, was it a Game Boy? It had to be a Game Boy Advance. I don't, I would assume you weren't getting like a, a rickety old Game Boy <laughs> with a green and like gray screen. Yeah, it was a, it was a Game Boy Advance and my mom bought one for herself first and it was pink. And oh I thought gosh. she bought it for me. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, thanks, mom. And she was like, this isn't for you. So then a few weeks later, she got me one. Aww. And she bought me a, a blue one. So then oh, we both cool. had them. Yeah. That's so funny. What are some games you remember uh, playing on, on the Game Boy Advance? I played Super Mario Bros. Like a lot. Um, Ooh. That and Mario Kart. I was... A Mario oh Kart gosh. expert on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> That's right. You mentioned this as, uh, you know, the listener knows before I bring on a guest, we're talking, we're, tr- you know, we're talking, we're trying to find the perfect <laughs> game to discuss. It's just going to make for the perfect episode. And I won't accept anything else, but um, you brought up the Game Boy Advance SP or the Game Boy. Uh, well, that, cause that's the one you had. You had the flip one, Game Boy, right? The SP. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Um darn it mine's not over here uh mine is is at my uh for all the ladies listening out there (laughs) mine is literally at my bedside in my bedside table with mario kart advance in in it right now because i've been playing that a little bit wow it's good it's a good choice it's it's great uh so that one do you and if you don't remember it's not a big deal but they ended up releasing four different um previous super mario brothers games on the game boy advance as like the super mario advance series do you remember which one it was by any chance that's a great question um i might be able to if you remember the game i might be able to help narrow it down i I remember there was different different worlds that you would go to okay great and i remember distinctly because i basically rage quit the game because <laughs> I, <laughs> I got stuck in the desert on okay. this, this level where the sun comes down and yes. hits you and I could not get past it and it made me just infinitely so furious like yes road I rage know level that angry son he I can definitively say and I will gender the sun he is a bastard that guy yeah. sucks and that is super mario uh uh advance for super mario brothers 3 so um which is one of which is a phenomenal game but the sun sucks i will say that yeah the sun can go to hell yeah absolutely he's already hot enough um you fit right in um okay very cool were there any other um ones that you didn't want to leave out from that era and if not um where did gaming go for you after that? Um, I one funny point actually is that I also had Rocket Power on the for the Game Boy Sick. as well, so I had kind of a, a double whammy there. Um, but during that era, my sister also had a Nintendo sixty four, and Ooh. so we would when I would go and visit her, she and my brother in law would. I mean, I feel like a lot of times when adults play video games with kids they go easy and like let them win and Mm -hmm. kind of teach them how to play the game they didn't they just (laughs) they just completely kicked my ass like on purpose every time (laughs) and so it made me get really good like really fast because they were like literally just destroying me over, over like the you know 
just Mario and Mario Kart for the yes, Nintendo 64 and everything. Um, I don't remember your follow-up question. Oh, that's okay. I was curious. Um, did you, uh, like after sort of like your Game Boy Advance heyday, maybe after that, what did you end up playing? Were there any other systems that stuck out? I know you mentioned um, at least one game on the Wii when we were chatting, but sort of curious as to some other highlights for you after that. Um, well, eventually I finagled my way into someone giving me a Nintendo DS. Oh, and yeah. Now we're talking. I, I peaked. My childhood <laughs> peaked with the, yes. with the DS. That was all I wanted. And when I finally got it, I mean... All I did was play Cooking Mama. I don't know why. <laughs> so, oh, don't know. You played a Cooking Mama game? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, finally. <laughs> um, that was my shit. I loved that game so much. Um, and I was very good at it. Not that I feel proud of that necessarily, but I was very good at it. <laughs> now, I'm aware of Cooking Mama, but like, what is, do you remember what the gameplay is even like? Because I couldn't tell you at all. Well, so... I actually recently bought it for the Switch as well. Nice. Um, it's different based on different consoles. The DS is so much fun because you're doing the actions on the screen, like with the pen. So oh, you're yeah. cutting and chopping and um, it just goes through the order of what you're doing for a recipe, but oh. you just interact with the screen to do it. And I just was obsessed with that for whatever reason. That's so I also, much fun. I think it was just food related things because before we had any, there was a period of time where we couldn't afford any consoles and sure. we had a desktop computer. So we would play desktop games at the yeah. time, which was like, we had a, a diner dash disc okay. <laughs> and I would play, I'd play diner dash a lot and just some other random stupid, like computer games that were not story-based at all. Just like sort of the equivalent of Tetris, but with like bubbles or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Uh, I'm glad to know you were a, a DS person at some point. Um, <laughs> you mentioned, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Mario Kart Wii in when we were yeah. texting. Yeah. Um, what a, an incredible game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saved up for, I mowed my grandma's lawn for every week for an entire summer to save up so I could buy a Wii because I wanted one so badly. Yeah. Um, and I just randomly got really good by playing with, uh, some family friends at Ooh. playing, um, at Mario Kart on Wii specifically with a controller and nunchuck. Yes. And uh, there was a whole, there was kind of like a hack to it. Like you had to pick a certain, you know, like the heavier weighted character, like Bowser uh -huh. and uh, pick a motorcycle it was like all this combination of things that no one would normally pick and it just made you go really fast it was my little hack <laughs> oh I love that I <laughs> what I liked about that one was that I think if you were playing with a motorcycle I, I and I could be incorrect um you could uh, there was a button or if you were playing with the Wiimote, you could shake your Wii and you would do that's the I think where they introduced doing like the sort of like tricks off of the ramps and to you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> I think they introduced it here, but it wouldn't. I don't think you could do it just in a cart. And I think I ended up being a Wiimote and nunchuck person too, because it was easier 
or maybe it was just more fun than just pressing a button. I don't know what yeah. it was, but it's like you have more control. And mm-hmm. um, I always felt like I was cheating because everyone wants to do it like like you're holding a steering wheel. Sure. But it just is. I don't know. It made you so much better because you had so much more control to do it with the nunchuck and remote way. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, right there with you on that. Um, man, uh, now I'm just like, hey, we should play that game sometime because I still have it. And uh, oh, my gosh, it, it would be a blast um so maybe uh as i sort of want to i mean as much as you can share as much more as you want but i want to sort of ask you a couple last questions to maybe wrap up this portion are um the first question is do you have a uh favorite console ever favorite console ever Ooh. I know we're like picking between your between like babies here or you, babies between like your children <laughs> could have phrased that differently. Um, I don't know. I've I feel like obviously I have a personal attachment to PlayStation, just sure. the PlayStation brand in general. But I feel like the Switch is one of the best consoles that's mm. been and invented in terms of it's like i don't know just how innovative it is yeah you can do everything anything and everything with it like it's i don't know i feel like it's kind of the perfect console i just wish maybe i liked more games that were for switch i think because i'm more into you know rpg and first person shooter style games which are not that's not switches you know yeah especially first person shooters not their bread and butter uh okay very cool um i last two questions uh first are there any uh like other games from just your general history um that you would be like remiss if you didn't just shout out really quick that's a good question um Probably. And if we hit them, that's okay. I think one of my my all-time favorite games was um, Until Dawn. Okay. It's not a good game, I don't think. (laughs) But but it was just so much fun. And I was, I just remember the first time playing it being so blown away, just completely blown away that you could, um, just how interactive it was with multiple people and um, it being so just mostly about the story and sometimes you forget you're playing a game because <laughs> you're so wrapped up in the story and what's Ooh. happening um so I really enjoyed that game um awesome. I think that's that's all I can really think of now okay. I played a lot of bullshit games growing up <laughs> <laughs> hey well I I did too and sometimes that is super fun um well, last question for you before we head to the break is have has there been a game or two in the last uh, couple years that you would say have had a, a big impact on you or have been really special more recently than maybe what we're going to discuss today? Um, I think what a game that really got me back into gaming was uh, probably Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption 2. Nice. Um, and that I just think is such a beautiful game. And it, it really, I played it during, um, you know, quarantine is when mm-hmm. I started playing it. 
and I was just so like uh I'm forgetting what the word is but enthralled yeah with the design of the game and just like the gameplay I've had so much fun playing it and I couldn't remember the last time I had that much fun just you know purely just by like sitting for six hours straight playing a game oh Um, that's so great um so probably that one and also on the switch I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley actually okay um because I found that it really helps my anxiety and it's just a good um you know relaxing relaxing game that makes me feel like I'm being productive even when I'm not being productive (laughs) at all (laughs) all the tasks uh probably help with that (laughs) that's that remains one that I have just like been holding in my back pocket as for like a rainy day and it I've known about this game since it, it came out in 2016 I just it hasn't been the right time but I know I'm gonna love it um, and also, if you feel like listening to it, we did talk about that on an episode with a good friend of mine named Bryce uh, way back uh, in 2020. So it's out there for you to listen to if you're interested. But, um, well, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for taking us through uh, a lot of your gaming history. That was really fun. And kind of like just hearing, you know, you talk about yourself and your interests, hearing about your game history has been it, it helps paint a better picture. So um Like I told you, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back to talk about uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, the game, um, which is not in the title. It's just called the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Uh, So we'll take a quick break and then I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, this is your host, Connor McCabe, here with Sarah Martinez to discuss the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, the game. Um, Sarah, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Uh, (laughs) Before we get into your personal history and all that jazz, I'm going to share a little bit about the game history and context uh, for the listener uh, to put it in uh, in exactly where it was back when it came out. Um, and if you want to have anything to add during this point, feel free to just interrupt me. People like when I get interrupted. So um, the power is there for you. Otherwise, here I go. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie is a 2004 video game based on the live action slash animated film of the same name. Um, in turn, it says in parentheses here, based on the Nickelodeon animated series SpongeBob SquarePants, of course. And this game was published by THQ and Nick Games for the PlayStation 2, Xbox, Nintendo GameCube. Those are all the same version, but there's also two different versions published on Microsoft Windows and Game Boy Advance. These are not the same game. Um, The game we're discussing today is a uh, third-person action platformer. The Windows one is a point-and-click adventure, and the Game Boy Advance game, it's like a it's like what you would expect out of a game boy advance uh game it's it's like a 2d platformer and then there's some like i know there's some like parts where you're on like a cart in this the pat what is it called the patty mobile or mm-hmm. um yeah oh i nailed it uh <laughs> but you're on that in this but so anyway those two versions not the same which is 
often what would happen when they would also publish a Game Boy Advance license title uh, at the same time as the consoles. Uh, um, the one, the versions we're talking about today were developed by Heavy Iron Studios, uh, and the Game Boy Advance version was developed by WayForward Technologies. The Windows version was developed by AWE Games, um, and which none of those last two are really important. But a cool thing about this game is most of the film's cast reprise their roles for the voice acting. Um, with one exception, which we might get to later, uh, the game received mixed to positive reviews and shipped over 2 million units across all platforms. Um, I remember, and of course, this can easily transition us into, because I'm assuming this is going to have something to do with why you had this game, but I remember, I actually missed this movie in theaters. Um, I'm sh ashamed to say I did watch it on DVD after it came out. I remember watching this in my best friend's uh, living room at his parents' house. Most of the time we just watched stuff in his room because he had a TV. But I remember seeing this and thinking this movie was so funny, even though I, I had kind of not really been watching SpongeBob anymore at this age, um, at the ripe age of 13, 14. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, just wanted to share that. For you, uh, Sarah, um, how did you get to even come into contact with this game. I know you said you're a big SpongeBob fan, but I want to leave the floor to you just in case that uh, there's something. Uh, anyway, I am, I'm not really making any sense here. I'd love to hear from you as to how you got into contact with this game. Um, so as like I referenced earlier, so my sister gave me the PlayStation 4, 2 for yes. my seventh birthday and the game had just come out and so that was the game that she gave to me with the with the PlayStation 2. So Amazing. that was that was it. That was the right. game. That's the game. That's it. That's the only game I had yeah. was that one uh, for a while. And um, at first I was still I think I was I was looking this up earlier and I think I technically was the target age range for the game. Sure. But it still felt a little and even looking back on it now, I think it was a little too old for me. Mm. The sense that maybe I just wasn't like coordinated enough for it yet. I'm not sure. But um really when I started playing it a lot was when I was not to get too dark, but when I turned eight, um, my mom uh fell pretty ill mm. for a while. And so then she suddenly she couldn't work anymore. So she yeah. started being home all the time. Um, and so that was kind of something that we would do together to uh, past the time, past oh, wow. the days and spend time together when she wasn't feeling well was we would play video games. And so okay. we, I mean, we played that game start to finish multiple times because <laughs> it was awesome. all we had. And the, the place that we lived was kind of out in the middle of nowhere and we didn't, huh. we didn't have TV really. So what we could do was watch PBS or we could play video games. <laughs> so <laughs> we would, we would play that game a lot and and I actually have such a distinct memory a lot of that a part of my childhood is blocked out for understandable reasons but yeah um I have such a distinct memory of my cousins coming to visit me the one and only time they ever came and visited us when we lived <laughs> out in the boonies and my cousin he was much older than me and understood how video games worked and created a new save file um because he wanted to play the game sure. or whatever 
and I lost it because I thought he erased the game like what I had done because I didn't understand and I just (laughs) I had such a huge meltdown and my mom was so embarrassed and I was like bitch don't you get it (laughs) so many hours into this shit this is my life that he just erased exactly Uh, but I just think that's now when I think of that memory I just like laugh it's so funny that I thought that he was erasing my hard work and dedication for that game you know to be fair though and I want to I want to like justify or at least uh affirm your feelings a little bit as a you know when this happened that is a story that I think many people have told but it I've never heard the version that you told where nothing actually got erased the story is always someone took my Pokemon game or whatever game and erased over it. And <laughs> that was the end. Uh, so it, so actually it's, it, you are very justified. I feel like as much as <laughs> that's not exactly what happened, uh, your, your fear at least, and, and the upset nature that you felt where that's okay. I'm here to validate feelings today is what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> You're doing a great job. You're doing okay. a great job. I mean, Thank you. And I also now just kind of processing that out loud a little bit, I think it does make sense in terms of the meaning I had attached to the game with how much I had spent time with my mom and playing it and just feeling like all that work was, you know, gone away when a lot of things were unstable in my life at that point. So yeah, it definitely makes sense that I would have a, I also didn't have siblings that were my age. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of, I have lived, I basically lived like an only child. All my siblings lived very far away. So um I didn't have like interactions with kids in that way a lot like I didn't have other people around messing with my video games or messing with my stuff so I think I just also was like holy shit <laughs> yeah I let one person into my life and <laughs> <Yeah>. they... <laughs> that, that, that does make a lot of sense though um that's that's great so at the time I know you've said at least up until this point that you've seen maybe every SpongeBob episode. Um, you were talking, but you did give a little context as to what you had access to then. Were you already a fan of the show? Was it a coincidence that that game was bought for you? I'm curious to hear. Up until I was about four years old, we lived not in that same place. We lived in California mm. in a very like, you know, suburban area. So I had regular TV. So I, I would watch, um, spongebob there and then i made friends even when we moved to the place where we lived in the middle of nowhere it's called kingman arizona if anyone's ever heard of that um <laughs> i'm sure that you have loads of listeners in kingman truck for most now. of our bases so careful what you say i <laughs> yeah. have no idea <laughs> um when we moved out there i made some friends that i would go to their house and we would watch spongebob together at their house and it's actually really oh. funny you mentioned the, you know, your memory of the movie. It, I, <laughs> this, this sentence is so funny to me now, but I wanted to see that movie so badly. <laughs> I was, I was fiending to see that movie. I was like, I could not, I wanted to see it so badly. And my friends that had a lot more money than my family did, um, got to go see it in the theaters mm. and I, I didn't get to go. Oh. But my friends that had money had TVs in their cars, you know, the like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the old school ones. (laughs) I was always jealous of those. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Big time. Um, And I watched it for the first time in a car 
um, on the a, way they meant that it was meant to be watched. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on a road trip. And I mean, even then, and honestly, even now, peak comedy, yeah. top tier, S tier comedy. It's so, <laughs> it was so like one of the earliest memories I have of watching something and laughing very hard in a very yes. genuine way. Like, actually thinking something was very funny and even once I was in high school and I watched it I thought it was you know really funny so kind of I didn't watch it consistently when I started playing the game but yeah. I would I'd, fi- I'd find my ways I'd find my yes. ways to watch it <laughs> yeah hey and you, as they say life will find a way and that was just <laughs> destiny for you to do that that is such a visceral specific memory watching that in the car I'm just sort of I'm just saying it out loud again because I'm like trying to put myself in that in those shoes because it sounds phenomenal (laughs) um especially being like the target for this movie like you and and the marketing worked no wonder you were so like ravenous about it it's like (laughs) that's what they wanted um oh so funny oh this is this is unrelated to this but did you see the there may have been another spongebob movie since but did you see the one that came out in like 2014 do you know this movie i yes i did um i think did i actually i'm not sure but i I know what you're talking about yeah they like i saw it because i i was a brag moment i was working at paramount pictures as a studio page which if people don't know is a glorified tour guide but um (laughs) we one of the benefits we had was that we would get to watch uh screenings of not just paramount movies but other films from other studios that would roll through the lot occasionally but i do remember specifically bringing a couple friends to go see spongebob and Having like a crazy, I may have gotten really stoned before. I can't remember, but in fact, probably. Um, But I remember having a great time. I think there was maybe some emphasis on them becoming like real or something like that Um, and being in the real world. uh, All I know is that having this conversation, I just want to go watch one of these movies, but specifically the one we're talking about. Um, Yeah, I've been actually wanting to, you know, and I'll say it, I'll say it with my chest. I've been wanting to rewatch it because yes, <laughs> because yes. I feel like it will still make me laugh because yeah. I think SpongeBob's funny and I don't know what that says about me, but I think it's funny. So I think it says that you have a, a, a reasonable taste in humor. Uh, <laughs> reasonable. Yeah, because SpongeBob, I think to most people, probably is still pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and I would love to rewatch that. I mean, truly, if if I didn't plan to go to sleep at like 10 tonight, I probably would rewatch it <laughs> or find a way. Um, sorry, that was a big tangent on on just the new movie and, and the current <laughs> and the one we're talking about today. Um, as far as the game itself, do you remember anything that you really liked about it or that you were drawn to um, from it specifically? Yeah, I just remember... Um loving how many things uh in the game were you know snippets or representative of things that happened in the tv show that i like remembered or thought was funny and um you can jellyfish in the game oh um i don't know do you are you familiar with jellyfishing do you know are you familiar with don't they use like bob lingo (laughs) he uses like a not super familiar anymore but doesn't he use like a little like a bug catching net to catch them yeah. Oh, yeah. but if there was something more specific you're going to share i'm all ears <laughs> yeah. no that's it oh. it's just a, a catching net and 
he jumps around and catches jellyfish and then sets and he's laughing doesn't he do that laugh when he does it too yeah yes he does <laughs> <laughs> he does precisely and um i've loved the way i just loved getting to do that in the game and there is there's a specific level that i actually think about this level regularly mm. where um you're in like a big music room and you're mm. running up piano keys and you have to jump from piano key to piano key and it's it plays a song oh well it like makes you jumping on the piano keys makes the song um but you can fall off in between the keys and die um <laughs> so it took me a very long time to beat that level but my mom was never mad about it and i was never mad about it because we just enjoyed the level so much that we oh. just kept playing it over and over oh um, that's so sweet yeah those were i didn't really have any you know feelings about the like the bosses or sure i didn't care about the story necessarily mm -hmm. other than those tidbits that i recognized from the show and was yeah. like oh i know that um but there was a few levels that just really like stuck with me that i had a lot of fun playing that's awesome i this came up the, um in the previous spongebob episode that we had i had a, a good friend of mine Mia Schaffler, who's actually on Edgar's uh, team, Leroy. I don't know if you've ever gone to see them, but one of our friends, she's on this team. Uh, and we talked about SpongeBob SquarePants and the Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, which maybe came. There's also Battle for Bikini Bottom. So, mm -hmm. do, do you know this game? I know Battle for Bikini Bottom, and I've yes. heard of Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, but I haven't played that one. I I haven't played either and i think after we did her episode she's like i tried so hard to find a way to play it and just never did but um when we had her on we were talking about something that you brought up as well which is just enjoying like the references or connections to the show and and something we her and i landed on was that's really enjoyable about stuff like this is getting to sort of be in the world of something you enjoy um I think on that episode, I referenced like a Harry Potter game that I loved growing up because I was like at Hogwarts or <laughs> and there's plenty of other examples, but I don't know if you can relate to that, but that's like such a pull for good for like licensed games like this, especially from that era, I feel like. Yeah, and I, you know, when I was kind of mentally preparing and pep talking myself yeah. for the, this <laughs> episode, I was digging deep into my video game memories history um, and because we couldn't afford to purchase the games themselves what we would do a lot was um we would rent them from Redbox yes. and for like a dollar because at that time it was it was a dollar wow. for like a day or something remember and that <laughs> a lifetime ago um <laughs> 50 cents for every additional day or something like that um huh. and so we would rent the games and they were always games based off of movies at yes. the time we i remember shark tale that was my shit shark tale the video game was like <laughs> i had so much fun with that game um and oh, it was man. it was always those games and we would get them and since we only had the rental for like a day or whatever yeah. we would play it all night and then my mom would make me go to bed and she would I'd wake up in the morning, she'd still be playing. <laughs> um, so I definitely relate because that's largely what I played like during those years when all we could afford was renting games. And that's like what we did when my mom was sick was play video games. It was all based off of 
movies we'd seen. You know, I played the Finding Nemo game. Wow. um, I'm pretty sure there was, I want to say there was a Lilo and Stitch one or something in that genre. Something, a movie that came out around that same Mm. time that was big. Um, But yeah, so I definitely relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've also talked to another friend uh, on the show, Joan Ford, her and I were talking about how, I don't know if it's like, it's probably nostalgia glasses, but we look upon that era as just such a fond memory that like, they don't do it like they used to do licensed <laughs> games. Now they just phone it in. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts on that, but this is not about that. This is about your experience with this game, so, which is why we're here. Um uh, I do want to know if there is there any more um, you talked about getting to play this um, with your mom a lot was there any like and you talked you did you have shared already some like specific great memories I just sort of wanted to leave it open to you if there was any other context that you wanted to talk about whether it was like a specific memory or like some broad stuff of when you were playing that game at uh, you said was it Kingsman Arizona yeah oh, close enough okay cool yeah. <laughs> kingsman the movie arizona um, yeah was there any other context broader specific that you wanted to share about when you were playing this um you know not really i mean it was it truly was the only game that i had really had and yeah. really consistently played for like several years um so it's I feel like it should be burned into my memory more than it is but I mean and the reason I stopped playing it was because it got too scratched because I I mean I just played it for forever like it was the game wow. people would come over and we'd like I'd play it with my cousins and you know whoever would like whoever would afford me the attention <laughs> to play the game that's what we were doing and there was a you know a long period of time where the playstation was set up in my mom's bedroom and her tv was the the box kind you know yes. it has it makes the static you know, a crt tv oh hell yeah yeah and the screen was probably like 12 inches I mean it was so small and it was up on a shelf but I would sit on the floor like right in front of it and like I have to look up towards the tv to play and I would make my friends come over and sit next to me on the floor in my mom's room to play this video game because I just loved it so much and thought I felt really cool that I could play it heck Um, yeah it's really interesting too. This is kind of unrelated, Go but in the last, um, within the last year, they remastered, I believe, Battle for Bikini Bottom. They did, yeah. And they re-released it, and my roommate has it on the Switch and <gasps> has been playing it. And oh. I, I don't know if it's just the like. I just am like have nostalgia for the old one. I don't Uh know what it is, but I just can't. I, and I don't, I'm not picky about remastered games. I love Crash Bandicoot. I've played Uh all the entirety of the remasters of those. I actually have, I've, I've gotten the only thing that I haven't done on Crash Bandicoot, um, the first one of the Insane Trilogy, I've gotten gold on everything except for like the timed version which i don't know how to oh. even do that but i've gotten every i've unlocked and gotten perfect on every single level and everything <laughs> possible it's just the the timed thing that i can't figure out but that's kind of a that's a side thing anyway i 
I'm a slut for remastered games. I don't have a problem <laughs> with them, but I cannot get behind SpongeBob's remastered games. <laughs> it's not your SpongeBob. I get it. You know, it can't live up to to uh, the movie, the game. And I think like in high school too, my friends had watched SpongeBob a lot, and that was a sense of humor and like referencing those episodes was something that helped me make friends when I was a very very awkward um, <laughs> you know 13 year old going to high school and um when new new episodes of spongebob were still coming out at that point um which why but <laughs> they were still coming out and i just remember <laughs> my friends and i being like snobs about it and being, <laughs> and being like this is not funny this like, show just isn't not my spongebob <laughs> not my spongebob it's not what it's used to be it's really gone downhill <laughs> like, and i guess that's how i feel about the games too i once uh, a diehard spongebob fan always a, a diehard spongebob fan i guess that's just so incredible uh for, not only did i just love hearing about all those details but you even just like I had a couple questions and things I was going to ask you and you answered them as we were going through it. Uh, you painted the picture for me of like where you played this and what it was like. Uh, you, you gave me even more details. I wanted to say that I think there's a good chance you are the person who's logged the most hours onto this game of anyone in the world. It's a pretty good chance you are the game champion of this. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to know is uh, do you have a favorite SpongeBob episode? Because as much as I don't remember the show that well, I know my favorite episode. So I wanted to hear from you. Oh God. And if that's I, a hard pick, you could just say pass. And I can share. It's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough pick, but the first season is S tier television. I feel episode one is, I mean, it's just the building blocks, the basis at, of which comedy was built on. I love the first few episodes. I actually was just recently rewatching them with my roommates. Um, the I uh, ripped my pants episode. Oh yes, one of my one of my all time favorites. And then probably my second one is where they. Um, it's a tie between where they get stranded on an island and they have the magic conch. Yes. And they pull a string and they talk to the magic conch. Um, <laughs> and a tie between that and the episode where they go to um, rock bottom. And huh. they're, they, they, the episode, it's so, that episode is so funny because it's completely different than all the ep other episodes. It, Do like, they take like even... a bus there and get stranded? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the episode <laughs> starts with them at glove world and it's like a amusement park based off of gloves i'm like the writer so clearly just were like tripping balls and wrote that episode and then we're like oh well like <laughs> deadlines here uh that is you are unlocking memories for me right now where do you know where i can watch this uh this show is it on like paramount or is do you know i think it's on i think it's on paramount I, I could, okay. I'll have to ask my roommate, but I'm pretty sure it's on. Gosh, another subscription I'm going to get after this. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to say that it, this may just be because the, it's like the catchiest part that I can remember from the show. But one of my all-time favorite episodes, if not mine, is Krusty Krab Pizza is <laughs> the pizza for you and me. I said that I just 
would march around saying that and because oh as they do in that episode and gosh it's yeah it's great but thank you for indulging me on sharing your favorite um and letting me do the same uh before we get into some fun post show segments and get out of here um was there did you get to share everything you wanted about this i didn't want to close the door before we got to that stuff um yeah i mean i i think so i can't think of anything else i would want to say about it but i would be remiss if i didn't at least give honorable mention to the episode of spongebob where they i forgetting what the title is yeah. and i'm gonna be smited by spongebob gods for this no. but the <laughs> um they're when well, they're in a band mm-hmm. and it, they start singing that song it's like a twitter sweet symphony now. yeah yes i oh, know yeah. it too <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, that's probably the greatest episode of, like, arguably, people would argue that yes. that's the greatest episode of all time. And so, rightfully so. Yes. I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention that within the context of this conversation. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so much fun. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, walking us through, you know, this game, what it meant to you, giving us a lot of history and context and sharing. That was uh, such a blast. Um, and I feel like we could probably just talk for another half hour about the show but we don't have that kind of time so um <laughs> to wrap up the show i'll uh, lead us into the first post-show segment the fact me by your game and this is just where i share some fun facts with my guest about the game that we that they chose to bring on today so um these could be uh easter eggs development history uh cheats what have you and i've got um a couple different things today the first of which i have titled uh, no, and then I've uh, done a strike through some spoilers. So strangely enough, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie game came out about three weeks before the movie itself. Um, this is strange because the game follows the plot of the movie largely, not you know beat for beat, and you're playing a game, so it's different. But you could essentially spoil the game for yourself back then if you wanted to. You or the movie, excuse me by playing through the game. Um, however, one notable difference is that they didn't show like full cutscenes from the movie, but they would show cutscenes that were essentially like uh, images from the film um, and that were, uh, that would be transitioned between using like PowerPoint-esque transitions, like fade-ins and like little dissolves and stuff. So it would like fill in some context for the player as they went through it. Um, there maybe even was voice acting or some like captions, but yeah. So strangely enough, you could could have probably spoiled this for yourself if you wanted. Um, lastly, uh, I have titled, and I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel for for this one. Um, I have titled "Possible Poo Poo Palm Fronds," um, and I'll tell you up front, they're actually not. It's it's not a thing. But oftentimes, uh, developers like to throw in silly and hidden Easter eggs in their games for uh, very few to find. Uh, some aren't even distinguishable unless the secret is revealed, like the one I have for us today. Uh, Chris Glass, who is a developer at THQ Nordic, who helped develop this game, revealed in a tweet that he wasn't sure which, but a SpongeBob game uh, of one of these, like Bikini Bottom, Flying Dutchman, or the movie, uh, had a texture for palm fronds uh, on the trees in the game that was actually like an image of shit like poop that they had tinted green uh, from his memory in this tweet 
Did You Know Gaming, who is the uh, YouTube channel who I found um, this, this fact on uh, and the one before, uh, they did some research and they ended up finding the actual texture from the game. And it was actually from B Battle for Bikini Bottom. So not even from this one, <laughs> uh, but it was, I wanted to share anyway, where it's a, it's a texture that was used for this like underwater plant um, that they tweeted at Chris Glass. And he responded saying, sure enough, like that is absolutely the one. And you can tell because it's not like an animated texture. It is an actual image used that they tinted like purple actually. So not even green, but so no poo-poo there, um, but <laughs> that'll do it for the Fact Me By Your Game segment, and I'll lead us into the game recommendations. Now, Sarah, this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, where I'm going to treat SpongeBob, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie game as your passionate summer love, that at <laughs> some point you're going to, your relationship's ended at this point, and you're going to need to move on to somebody else, but I'll, I'll have a few games with some traits that maybe are familiar for you based on this, uh, that fling you just had with SpongeBob um, or the, the movie, the game, not SpongeBob himself. Uh, if Sarah, you just want to play another Nickelodeon movie tie-in, well, I've got you covered and I'll go ahead and recommend to you the Rugrats movie game for the personal computer. Um, do you familiar at all with this? Because I played this growing up and it was awesome. I haven't played it, but I am familiar. Um, there's, I know there are YouTube videos on it, so if you can check it out, it because <laughs> at some point during you know the depth and darkness of 2020, I definitely like watched this at like 2 a.m. Watched like a playthrough, but it's a kids, it's a children's interactive point and click game with a bunch of just different mini games, really. Um, but I loved it because I was a big Rugrats kid. Um, if you loved this game because it was about it's a road trip buddy game between patrick and spongebob and what you want is to recreate that in a more serious fashion i'll go ahead and recommend final fantasy 15 which is a serious bro uh road trip game uh <laughs> and lastly is if your big takeaway is you just want another water-based 3d platformer i'll go ahead and recommend super mario sunshine which is a game where he's got a water jetpack on his back uh and it is a platformer, but that's it for the game recommendations. Uh, so do with them what you will. Uh, I'll give you all their phone numbers. You can see if uh, what they're up to. Um, and that will actually bring us to the end of the show. So uh, before we go and plug uh, whatever we'd like today, Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know you've had a, a peek behind the, uh, the curtain for the listener. You've had a busy day and a busy uh, weekend. So Thanks for making this happen. This was so much fun to get to sit down and get to know you better and hear from you about, you know, what this game meant to you. So thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. I'm glad. Um, see, I told you it'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> I always have to convince my listener uh, or my, my guest, and it always works. Um, well, on our way out, I know you plugged some stuff earlier, but how can the listeners support you and what should they check out of yours uh, on the internet? Um, the easiest way, honestly, is just go to my Instagram and in my bio, I have a link that takes you to another place with a bunch of links that has Sick. all my shit in there, all my, all my stuff, but that's kind of the best way. I'm very active on Instagram more than anything else. Um, and I have a few different accounts on there, but they're all connected and one cool. leads to another. So yeah. And what's the one that they, people should check out? Um, it's barely Sarah. Okay, cool. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and bear spelled like the animal, right? Yeah. 
Exactly. Okay. I'll, I'll put a link so people can just click and they don't have to figure it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, on our way out, I'll go ahead and do some plugs of my own and that'll do it for us today. The cover art show art by, for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find Glenn and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Uh, the show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show, wherever you get your Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple podcasts being one of them. Um, I am uh, Connor McCabe. Of course, you can find me on social media, Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, and then, of course, like I said earlier, Check us out on Patreon. If you like me, you like hearing me talk about video games, you're going to love what you find there. Um, I do a monthly version of this show where I sit down with a group of people and talk to them about a meaningful game uh, for all of us. We recently talked about the first Portal game. We'll be talking about Portal 2 soon. Um, it's a monthly version. We also have the Metal Gear Solid Games Club, which is going on, and a second Games Club to come for the second half of the year. Uh, we've got Super NPCs, the Bonk Boys, um, all sorts of stuff there. So yeah, check us out. Patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.